good to be with everyone. Yet again, it's hard to believe that we've conducted so many of these clinics. I remember when we first began, I, I don't know if any of you on this line know the story, but many, many years ago, uh, in the late 80s and early 90s, I, I began experimenting across the net, and I realized that it was going to be a major disruptive technology. And uh, this, these are not part of my speaking notes, but it's, it does connect. I, I went to the University of Cambridge. Now, I said to them, to a number of their key leaders, we need to uh, do a project here on on uh, on the Internet. I think it's going to become a major source of distribution. It's going to impact business and media. And I, I tried to explain what I foresaw. No one there uh, seemed interested or uh, even really aware of of uh, of the phenomena that the net could become. I'm sure there were those that were, but I didn't talk to any. And I couldn't get enough interest. And I said, we want to, you know, I think we should do a major research project on this. And they just didn't see it. And uh, so I chartered a laboratory myself to conduct the research. And this is many, many years back. And we began experimenting. This is even before Netscape uh, browsers. And, and uh, you know, Netscape was one of the first real browsers. And this is pre-HTML days. Uh, so much has happened since then. And the education of the world on this new phenomena, I've been watching the learning curve as a few years back I began to talk about testing. And many people agreed it was the right idea, but very few were doing it. Now many are testing. Uh, a lot of them are testing and achieving uh, invalid results and, and don't realize it. But it's clear that the whole marketing world is growing in their knowledge of this new medium, and yet we are in the early days. And I want to help you today. I'm going to get something very practical. In fact, I'm going to take you right to a story in a bit. Oddly enough, by the way, I, I am on the faculty. I'm the uh, Director of Enterprise Research at the Transforming Business Institute at Cambridge now, but it really has no connection with that earlier conversation I had with them. And uh, it's just the world has come full circle. Now, I have many people registered, and as you probably know, the lines become overwhelmed at times for these calls, and I'm very cognizant of the fact that there are uh, so many of you investing valuable time who want to learn something actionable that you can you know, use to, to get significant results, and I want to get right to that. To do that, I want to jump right into the core the content for today. How can you determine what changes the test and what to keep and what really works when optimizing your paid search campaigns. PPC has uh, also uh, been through a great evolution. I remember the early days and GoTo before it was Omniture, and many of you do as well. Uh, Google certainly is dominating the game now. And in this live optimization clinic, we're going to help you actually improve your paid search ads and the landing pages that work with those ads. I suggest that you do not try to optimize landing pages as they connect with paid search ads in isolation, but you must look at both in order to get true uh, results. And we're going we're gonna to work through many of you who are on this line right now. We're going to work through your own pages. And I've got many of our key team members, some of our leaders from our scientist group, Aaron Rosenthal, Jimmy Ellis, Bob Kemper, and there are others on the line. Robert is probably on the line. Uh, with us, and uh, I can't recall Robert's last name. Uh, Robert, please forgive me. Uh, but 
we have a, a number of our readers who are going to be working with us as we talk about these pages. And I, I want to lay out for you a kind of the approach. The first part of this is to actually dissect, diagnose, take that page and figure out what's wrong with it so that we can help you discover what to do and how to get it right. But underneath all of that is a goal of finding transferable principles that everyone on this call can learn from. And you've submitted a bunch of pages for us, and we've gone through them, and we're going to be looking at them and talking through them on this call. And hopefully, if your page isn't chosen, you're still going to see a series of transferable principles that you can take away when this call is done and get results. We had someone do that. I want to I tell you their story in just a minute, but first of all, let me just point out a bit of data from our sister research company, Marketing Sherpa. Uh, the, the impact of landing page element on conversions. So have you ever wondered what's just first, second, or third, or what you should change? If you look at this table on my left, you'll notice, and this is from one of our, it's from, it looks like the Search Marketing Benchmark Guide, uh, which we, is one of our research publications. But if you'll look here, it says that the form button titles uh, typically range 5 to 15% based on, this is based on uh, aggregate survey data. Trust symbols themselves can bump conversion by 5 to 20%. Phrase matching, 5 to 20%. Removing navigation on key landing pages, 10 to 15%. And of course, repeated testing is 40 to 400% and higher. Now, it's one thing to see that these might be areas you should test. It's another thing to know what to test in what order and, and actually what to change in terms of the treatment itself. I want to share with you what one very enterprising listener did. Matt Solano, who I think is on probably the call with us, attended, I think he attended our June landing page optimization workshop in Ponte Vedra Beach. We, we limited it to 100 companies, and we certified them in landing page optimization, and they worked on landing pages right there with us all and our scientists and so on. And Matt learned the Marketing Experiments conversion sequence in detail, and he used it uh, to optimize a paid a pay-per-click campaign uh, that had been on hold since April due to a low ROI. Uh, Matt developed a new landing page, and I'm going to show you the old, and I want to show you the new. Um, he says here at the bottom in the quote that I have, when we turned it back on, we found additional keywords that had been ineffective before due to relevance. We were hoping for a 10 to 15% lift in conversion. All right. Now, if you'll just kind of watch... This is the original page. Notice the search term. Notice the ad, 100% online MSCD degree. This is the New England University of New England. And then notice the demand generation form. Now, if, uh, if you were the marketing expert, if you had Matt's role, Matt, I think, oh, is working as a third party trying to help them, and your job was to improve this page, and it's not an awful page, what would you do? You could go back to the table that I talked about and say, well, let's see, uh, you know, one of these elements may have this impact. But you need something uh, deeper to diagnose this page with. What do you do? So to help you with that, I'm going to, um, I'm going to kind of get your thoughts. And there's a Q&A section in your chat features up there. 
use the Q&A, as many of you have done in previous uh, clinics, and tell me what you would change. Let me hear from the audience. Just quickly tell me what you would change on this. I'm watching them come in. Too large a header, reduce the amount of text, shorten the copy, emphasize accreditation. This is Lisa, and there's many of you on the line talking now. Uh, move that best up icon above the fold. The header size is wrong. Use less copy, remove text, downsize the header. Many, many of these uh, are coming in. Just give me a couple more, uh, give me 30 seconds more of feedback. All right. Many, many, many thoughts coming in from, from uh, this uh, large audience. Makes the CTA clearer. My survey is not working. Uh, move from left to side. Do not use submit, someone says. All right. Lots of good ideas. I can tell some of your students, too. <laughs> uh, well done. Let's see what Matt actually did. And he applied the conversion sequence that many of us have talked about in the past uh, in, on these programs. This was developed in our laboratories uh, M plus 3B plus 2I minus F. If you do not know how to use this, you can go to our website, and it's free. There's $10 million worth of research there, probably more, and you can access several several uh, briefings that explain to you how to use this. But M stands for the motivation or the match between the offer and visitor motivation. V stands for the clarity of the value proposition. I is for incentives. F is for friction. And A is for anxiety. Without teaching this now, because I want to get on to live optimization, let me show you what happened. All right. Matt looked at, this is not the full page. This is the same page you looked at earlier, but it has some of the problems that Matt discovered using the sequence based on that training that we did. So notice friction in the header form and button. The incentive and sub-value proposition are missing. There's a sub-value proposition. What he means by that, we, we, we taught in that class that every single step you ask someone to take on your site implies a secondary sub-value proposition. They're going to be asking, what do I get in return for what I'm giving? And if you don't have a clear answer in that process, then you're going to lose on the, motiv on the conversion side. Motivations. Uh, he talks about value. No clear value proposition expressed. Anxiety. The decision point with no privacy policy or supporting elements. Matt was able to identify a number of these things using that, that sequence that you see right at the bottom of the page, C equals 4M plus 3V. You can write it down if you'd like. Now, looking at that, let's see what changes were made. All right, so here's the improved page. Clarified the eye tracking, added the actual iPath itself, added a sub-value proposition, fill out the form to download a free brochure and get more information, Cleaner masthead, fewer form fields, added auto formatting. He relieved anxiety with the rankings, the regional accreditation. Look, look at all the changes that were made on this page. Now, it's an improvement. So here's what I'm going to ask my audience to do. Look at the page because we're getting from here we're moving right into live optimization. Take a look at this and tell me what you predict the results will be. Uh, give me what you think the increase will be in conversion. What's the increase in conversion going to be? All right, 30%, 100%, 67%, 30%. Man, you're fast. 20, 45, 200, 40, 20, 65, 50, 20. All right, let's look at the numbers. 
We do look, by the way, at all these entries. We study every single entry in the question and answer logs and all of your comments, and then we classify them after every program. That's how we try to improve what we're doing. All right, so I'm back, and I want to see the results. Here is the original results, the conversion rate and the cost for conversion based on, you know, the numbers provided by Google. Here are the new results, the number of conversions, the cost per conversion, and the conversion rate. If you have any mathematical ability, you'll realize it was pretty significant, but let's look. The conversion increased by 300%. Now, as soon as I mention that, the first thing you've got to ask if you're good at the demand gen business is, yeah, but how good were the leads? Because clearly when you open a wider net, you're going to get more entries, but you're going to probably have less qualified entries because you have so many. Motivation is diluted. However, the cost per conversion decreased by 69%, and lead volume increased by 300%, and I think a bit more for you. Uh, and, and Matt, you may tell us more because I also looked at revenue increases, which I may not be allowed to say, but uh, they were quite significant. Landing page specifically optimized, as you can see, um, are underway now, a series of other tests, and he's, Matt's provided us with some of the new tests that he's getting ready to do, stronger testimonials. He wants to use uh, an A-B test against the sequential test, which is a good move. And landing pages specifically optimized for degree and certificate concentrations and even greater relevance to the paid search ads. That would be very important, specificity. Matt makes a comment at the bottom that might appeal to you. What really struck me, he said, was being able to run ads and keywords we had turned off because cost per lead was too high or click rates were too low. The results completely changed the dynamics of that channel for us. All right, so... We can learn from this, and we've drawn some tentative conclusions as to what you can learn, and they're on the screen right now, but I just want to raise a simple question, and that is, all right, in the remaining time, what can we do together? Hopefully, even from this case study, you can think about some things that you can do yourself that will improve your own performance. You notice the major changes that were done, the addition of the sub-value proposition, the iPath that was built into the text, the credibility indicators that were placed in close proximity to the submit button, the re a new language on the button, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But there are many of you who may have seen that and still not know what it is you can go back and do that will make a major improvement on your own site. And this is where the live optimization comes in. We want your paid search campaigns to work better, and you better get them working uh, at more optimum levels because, as you have probably already learned, conversion erodes in the paid search engines. It erodes because increasing competition drives up uh, the challenge and drives down results, and it becomes very hard to remain dominant in paid search, and you need to constantly be improving. So what I'd like to do is to teach you one principle and then apply it to the live studies. And when I use this principle, as it applies to that conversion sequence that we looked at earlier, when I first say it, you're going to say, well, I, I know that word. The word is relevance. You can see it on the screen now. But most of us think that relevance has something to do with repeating keywords between the ad and the landing page copy. And this is true. It's a very important part. But there are two types of relevance that you need to be looking for. You need to look for relational relevance, and 
that's more like a geographic relevance. It's 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 the relevance between your landing page, its headlines, and your ad copy, and you know its promises, its headlines, its content. But there's another kind of relevance that most of us miss, and this relevance is rarely taught about, and yet it's critical. Remember, I've taught you in the past that optimization occurs not on a web page, but in the mind. Now, please forgive me. Uh, I'm speaking extemporaneously, and I have some kind of flu uh, that's on me. Uh, and if you notice my voice is struggling a bit, I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to speak clearly while I grapple with that. But uh, on to necessity relevance. Necessity relevance has to do with a sequence of thoughts taking place in the mind of the user. And at each stage in the process, that is moving from a thought to sitting down at a computer or to the search engine and typing a search term in and following the search term through the engine to the ads, clicking on a given ad, a particular ad, and then moving from there to a landing page and then making a decision about whether to stay and read more on that landing page and then making a subsequent decision about whether to click on something on that landing page. In each of those steps, there is a thought that begins with a question or some kind of anticipation, and what you must do is meet that anticipation. I don't have time to dwell on it in depth because I want to do a lot of your landing pages, but I will say this. This is the reason landing page copy must get beyond keywords and match the user's motivation. You are trying to get a relevance between the user's deepest motivation, his intent or her intent, and what you're actually presenting. And that requires you to think more deeply about your paid search campaigns and about your landing pages. Do not just think of relational relevance, but think of necessity relevance. And as the two come together, you can learn a great deal. Now, some of you probably are wanting to have more, and some of you probably are wanting me to move on so that you can see the live landing page part. But if you'll notice at the bottom of the screen, there is a... Uh, a link there, the July 2007 edition of the Marketing Experiment Journal, which is on the site and it's free, teaches you about this kind of relevance. And I would suggest for many of you that you go to marketingexperiments.com and you, and you get to that particular piece and use that to study in much more depth than I can hear what I mean about these two kinds of relevance. All right. Let's move on. Here's the sequence. We've talked about relevance and that factors in here with the M area, the relevance between the motivation of the user and what you're offering. We now go on to landing pages. Here we've selected a cross-section of pages, e-commerce, lead gen, B2B, B2C, from residents who provided the following details. Their landing page, their one to three top performing keywords, from uh, their underperforming keywords, and the optimization steps already taken. And what we're going to do is, is begin the dialogue between Aaron and Jimmy and uh, myself and perhaps someone else from our team as we look at these and look at ways to improve results. All right? So I shall, I shall move us on. Here's the first one. All right. It's the Oregon Knife Shop. It's an online retailer. And here are the top performing keywords. You can see them on the screen. Swiss Army Knives, Swiss Army Knives, Swiss Army Knives with a different spelling. 
You can see the underperforming keywords. You can see the optimization steps taken at this point, none. And you can see the, the landing page. Those are the keywords. There's a landing page. I'm going to click one more and show you the actual ad with the landing page. So here's the search term that we're looking at now, Swiss Army Knives. Here is an actual ad. We want to optimize this ad. We want to optimize this landing page. You can see two versions of the ad, one in this premium section down here under example, and, and then you can see it up here in a regular AdWord format, and, of course, the page. Aaron and Jimmy, wait in. Uh, Aaron, why don't you start us? Sure. Uh, and, Jimmy, if you want to, if you'd like, I'll, I'll start with the ad, and you can continue on with the landing page. Sure. A um, couple, couple of suggestions for, for tests. Uh, I see that you're doing a good job of meeting the, uh, the, the search term expectations in the title of the ad, but I don't see it in the body. Make sure you're testing within the body. Uh, there's, there is a no tax or shipping on most orders. Almost every time we have tested this, whether using no tax, no shipping, uh, versus free shipping, or if it's a zero cost, or whatever the other language we've used, free shipping, when using that word free, always seems to outperform. So I would certainly test that in your current apps. You tell me you've got factory authorized 20, 20, 20 to 50% discounts. If you can specify your largest discount and use an up to, oftentimes we see that uh, that that uh, e-commerce sites that, that use an up to language and the maximum discount that they offer outperform giving a, giving users a range. So certainly test that. Aaron, I want I want to stop you there for a second. Okay, I want to keep trying to draw transferable principles, and what Aaron said right now is very important. And if you think about optimization occurring in the mind of the person, not on the web page, the page just influences the thinking process. When you change the word up to for the word or for the number 20, what you have done is you've eliminated the negative impact of the 20 next to the 50. The 20 to 50% is read this way in most people's mind, 20%, not 50. They're going to say, okay, Two items are 50, everything else is 20. They're going to assume the lower number is the mean. And so, though it says 20 to 50, what you're really communicating in the phrase is likely most things are around 20. And look, every other website out there has got a 20% discount. There's nothing special now about all those characters on the first line. People expect the discount when they go to the web. And you've lost the impact of the ad. I'm not trying to take away uh, your thunder, Aaron. I just think what you said is important, and I want other people who have other paid search ads to think about the, the psychology of this, the cognitive psychology. Go on, Aaron. Not at all. Uh, so we, uh, let me give you an example of how you might, uh, of something you might test. Uh, test using the free shipping a little bit earlier. So like a free shipping on over, uh, I don't know how many Swiss Army knives you have that was you gave up. Tell me how many army knives. Quantify it. Tell me free shipping on over 2,412. Use the keyword in the, in the body copy, Swiss Army knives, up to uh, 50 or 50.7 or 51%, whatever that exact percentage is, off. And then drive them into the site and lead on the landing page with the same offer that somebody just clicked through on. And I'll let you talk a little bit about the landing page. Go ahead, Jimmy. 
Sure. So Aaron just mentioned the, the number one thing. If you look at the ad, the ad is actually much better than the landing page. They're not communicating. Well, well let me tell you one of the, the problems here. This is a commodity product. And so it's not like you're trying to sell someone on a Swiss Army knife. You're trying to sell someone on buying a Swiss Army knife from your company. Very good. Everybody, most, almost everybody here already knows about Swiss Army knives. That's what they're, they're typing in. They're not, they're not looking for pocket knives. They're looking for Swiss Army knives. Same thing for Victorinox. You want a de dedicated page for Victorinox only, even though they're included in there. Everything else on this page is Swiss Army, Swiss Army, Swiss Army. So let's leave that aside. But still, in communicating the value proposition, I want to know why I should buy from Oregon Knife Shop. And I don't know yet. And so they say here, factory authorized. Where is that on the landing page? 20 to 50% off discounts. You want to say that right? Where is that on the landing page? No tax, no shipping. Where is that on the landing page? If I scan the page, I don't see it. I've gone through and looked at it again while you guys are talking. I see free shipping at the top right, but guess what? You see the logo, your eyes are drawn down to the image of the knives because that's what you're looking for, and you totally miss it. So to get someone to continue, you have to get them interested enough in this page and into your company to, to let the customer know that, that Oregon Knife Shop has the best deal. So, so what are ways that we can do that? We can reduce anxiety by saying you're factory authorized, and if you can prove it with the seal, put that on the page. You want to confirm that the discount in the ad is also true on the landing page because when it's not there, they're going to forget. And you don't want them to forget. You want to remind them through the entire order process. And, and lead with the items that have the highest discount. Keep going, Jimmy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Help so, them make a buying decision. That's, I was yeah. waiting for it. I'm just saying, help, <laughs> how do I know which knife is good for me? Exactly. So, so I was talking about company value proposition. These guys are now drilling into so, – so one is why should I buy my knife from Oregon Knife Shop? The second one is why should I buy this particular knife? And that, that goes into what are the top sellers, which ones have the biggest discounts, which ones have the most features and functionality. Um, maybe there's one that has a better or, or, you know, a warranty, something like that. There's another thing I see on here. I see a guarantee that they're offering, and they're not even communicating that on the page. If they have a money-back guarantee on any of these knives – once again, plug in the conversion index. It's an anxiety reducer. But all the things in the ad, in terms of ad relevance and landing page relevance, it, they're almost totally disconnected. So we definitely have to make sure that those, those, the, the value prop that you are communicating in the ad is very clear on the landing page. That's how you're going to get that initial relevance in terms of your ads, your landing pages. And then once the customer gets there, you need to tap into that company value proposition into why to buy a specific knife on the page. Now, if you offer a money-back guarantee, that's absolutely something you also want to test in your pay-per-click ad. So put that on the, put that on the drawing board uh, and uh, come up with a few, uh, few creatives incorporating that money-back guarantee because you might find that the money-back guarantee is more important to people than the discount or, or even the free shipping, although oftentimes the free shipping is the most powerful thing you're going to put in there. We're going to move on. Guys, it's great. Uh, I could draw transferable principles, and I'll do them rapidly now. I want everyone who has their own website to think about how they can apply this. One of these is not just the up to 50%, but the concept of realizing that in the, in the case of any kind of scale from X to Y, a skeptical postmodern consumer is going to always choose the lower end of the scale X as the mean standard, and you need to apply that. Another is that the, the, the landing page itself needs to be answering the question on the mind of the person when they come to the page, and Jimmy's whole version of this page and his rewrite changes the whole thrust, the whole direction of the copy, because Jimmy is moving that page 
and its copy to answer the question that people really have when they get to the page. We could talk about more. More will come up. But let's keep moving so we can help more people. Gentlemen, well done. Let's keep going. All right. So uh, here's the next one. This is uh, cleaning software. And uh, that's the top performing keywords. And uh, you can see the page. And they redesigned their landing page to have fewer fields, buttons above the fold, added testimonials, and optimized for keywords. Sounds like they've been paying attention. So now let's go to the next version, and let's see the page with the ad, and I'll let you guys go to work on it. Uh, so uh, let's say, uh, Aaron, you start us out again, and then we'll have Jimmy jump in. Sure. Uh, all right. So Any, Anytime uh, you want to, Jimmy, feel free to jump in. Keep going, guys. Absolutely. Um, and when I read this ad and when I look at your page, I'm almost a little bit confused. And the reasons for that are in your ad, you're promoting a demo, and on the page, you're, you're, you're uh, um, promoting free access. So I, I, I'm not sure what your, what your, uh, what your offer is, if it's, if it's a demo, if it's a free access, or if, it's, uh, if, if you're using access in place of get the free demo. Uh, but I, I'd want clarity on on what the offer is, that aside, I will let you know that I will tell you free trial, uh, free demo, using the word free in your ad is going to be one of the highest pulling elements in the pay-per-click ad copy. Whenever you're offering something something free, don't, don't instruct somebody to see a demo. Tell them it's a free demo or you've got free instant access, whichever the, the, uh, the case may be. If Use it in the title as well. Um, you've got cleaning company software as, your, as the title of your ad for cleaning software. I would test a version that did free cleaning software. And I bet you're going to get, you're going to skyrocket that click-through rate. Now you want to keep, keep track of how it converts for you on the back end, but I, I think you're going to get, drive a lot more people to this page. Uh, you want to make sure that you are reiterating your message, not just in your body copy, not just in your title, but also in your domain. Your domain offers you a space uh, to to actually advertise and to, to get your message across to customers. And if your domain is not particularly specifically related to the service that you're offering or to the product that people are looking for, in this case, Insight Direct instead of cleaning software, test using a subdomain or a file folder extension on that URL, and I think what you'll see is you get a slightly higher click-through rate on this particular ad. Now, can I get to... Sure, go ahead, Glenn. Well, I just want to go back to this point and draw something out that will help everyone here. Clarity trumps persuasion. Now, here's a principle you can apply to all of your sites. Uh, we, we worry too much about our ability to persuade instead of focusing on the ability we actually have and maximizing its application in our own marketing efforts. It's more important to be clear than it is to be uh, persuasive. And I can tell you that Aaron's pointing to something that really is fundamentally wrong with this piece, and that is that cleaning company software drives me to a site where it says service CEO, and I can't understand what is service CEO, and then I look down at Insight Direct, and I have now cleaning company software, service CEO, and Insight Direct. I am unclear. When I come to this page, and this is the true of every one of you on this, on this phone call, on your own web pages, when people come to visit, they have two or three questions in their mind. First one is, where am I at? Second one is, what can I do here? And the third one is, why should I do it? Now, when I get to this page and I ask, where am I at? I am not sure. There's nothing about this that looks like software. And the part that says software is up above the banner, and it's blind. I don't even know what it means. And besides, you promised me a demo, and now I'm seeing access. Back to Eric, uh, Aaron's point. And 
And and then if you know, I'll let Jimmy talk about the landing page. He has much more to say, and I don't want to take away from these guys' dialogue. But I just there's just something worth the whole call. If you don't get anything else, if you don't listen to any other demo, if you don't remember anything else we've said, remember this: clarity comes persuasion. And look at how someone too familiar with their own product designed a page, and they cannot quite get inside the mindset of the person coming to the page. And someone might say, well, everybody in the industry knows who service CEO is, but the problem is, if that's the case, that should have been in the ad, and it's not. It says cleaning company software. And I, I don't even know what it is. And I've got the landing page in front of me. Go on, guys. Keep going. So I'll, I'll, I'll continue on, on Flint's on pace with the landing page, not meeting up with, with the ad and, and not knowing what the actual product is. Let's just talk about some of the elements. Uh, you're absolutely right. The most widely used software in the cleaning industry is top on the right-hand side, and what happens is the customer's eye is going to go towards these high-quality images. They're going to see service CEO, which they're going to be confused, see the image of the people cleaning, which is not cleaning software. That's just people cleaning. So you're thinking you're tying into the relevance, but you're actually not. Those are workers, and you're a business looking for software for your business. It needs to be, if you use any imaging, it should be a, a picture or imaging of your software solution that you're trying to get people access to. Some of the best types of insight, like Flint said, 17,000 service professionals depend on service CEO every day. Is on the far right. You totally missed that copy. I, I bet you almost no one on the phone calls that even even saw, saw or noticed that. You get to the actual landing page, and what what my problem with the landing page is that there's not enough content to build enough trust or answer enough of my personal questions to do the get get access part to, to actually give you my personal information. Uh, to learn about this product. I see free product demo, saving calculator, customer case studies. I want to be convinced before I give you my personal information that you have a solution that fits my needs, and that is not done well on this, part, this particular page. Yes, it's simple. This page is relatively simple. There's a huge disconnect. In terms of design, it, it is a good uh, – the format is okay for a lead info. Not, not okay, but, you know, it, it will work for a lead info. you're being too nice. It's a horrible page. It's a horrible page. It's a horrible page in terms of how it's communicating, but in terms of, of the simple elements and simplicity of it, it's not, you know, it's not yeah. the worst page on the planet. Yes. All right. If the, if the uh, 1,500 service professionals depend on, you know, I, I completely missed this when I looked at the, the landing page originally, but when you speak to me, don't talk to and I'm talking about your pay-per-click ad copy now, don't tell me that you're the most widely used software in the cleaning industry, but prove it to me. And the 1,700 individuals proves it to me. Now, what I would recommend using is a real number as opposed to uh, the 1,700. So if it's 1,704, if it's 1,722, if it's 1,600 or 16,000, pardon me, and 997, I would use that real number because it sounds legitimate versus the 17,000. Uh, and I would test using that in the pay-per-click ad copy. And I'll tell you something else. Let's move on. We're going to go to another page. But uh, one point that Lance, who writes in to us, says, uh, and it's something we've emphasized in our previous classes, you're selling a solution, but you've not done anything to identify the problem. I can't tell what yep. problem you're solving for me. Yep. Yep. There's nothing on this page that helps me know the problem you're solving. You're losing me right there. You're assuming. That's dangerous. I shall move on. By the way, Jan, who submitted this, we're not trying to be harsh on you. Hope you understand that we're just trying to focus all of our attention on the negative parts so that we can give you something you can turn around for a, for a gain. We're, we're grateful that you submitted it, and we, we don't mean to make fun of you. Aaron means to make fun of you, but not me. Jimmy and I have good hearts. 
I'm Paul Abdul. I'm nice to everybody. <laughs> so we're going to go on to the next one. I want my audience to look at this next one because I need your input. This is the top performing keyword is business process management. And the underperforming keyword, you see those. And they have three different landing pages in rotation for this campaign, and we moved the form to the bottom and added testimonials. And if you want to see it with the ad, I'm going to the next page. There's your paid search ad on the left. There's the new page on the right. And I'm going to ask my audience to now, you take over for Jimmy, Aaron, and I, and you guys tell us what you would do to improve this page. Way too many fields, someone says. That's uh, George. Somebody else, tell us your thoughts. Use the Q&A to write us. BPM for dummies and ad, too much text, too much uh, add more visuals, too much text, too much copy, change website URL to plain, less use of BPM, not sure what BPM is, jargon, too much text, offer doesn't stand out, poor, uh, no trust factors. Uh, all right, let's just stop. There's more coming in. I'm looking at all these. Let me look and see if there's anything really unique that comes in here for a second, and then I'll turn it over to the team. Lines are drawn to the image only. All right. I see your thoughts. Uh, I'll let uh, I'll let this uh, dynamic duo go at it again. So, uh, Jimmy, you start us this time. Swap rules, because you guys can do either side of this equation. So you, you, you work on the ad, Jimmy, and then we'll have Aaron work on the page. So when I look at this particular ad, I see free BPM books, but unless you already know what BPM is or that acronym, uh, most likely that, that term will not work as well as spelling out the actual uh, acronym. So I would test if it, if it will fit in the number of characters you have to work with, I would use business process management in a, in a, or a version of it in the headline or at least include it in, a, in the second two lines of the text. The other thing I see is offer.softwareag.com. You have to use your URL, just like you mentioned in the previous uh, site. Use your URL to your advantage to add some relevance to the actual uh, domain name and then obviously translate to the landing page. In terms of the actual copy ten best practices and how to avoid pitfalls, so unless you already understood BPM, it means nothing to you. The pitfalls are what? What's, what's BPM? But you might be a business management professional, professional <laughs> and still not understand what the ad is. And so in terms of relevance, I would try to uh, – test using the acronym versus the full word. The other thing is I don't see too many uh, value pop stuff in here. It's free. So, yes, you have free in the headline, but test free in the subtext, too. Can you also, I mean, you could say free download. You could you could potentially use uh, some other variations of the, the headline text if you use the acronym on this one. Aaron, what, are, what other things would you change? Can I, I, let me just add into this, Jimmy. I'm, no, nobody coming to paid search is looking for 10 best practices. Yep. I mean, look, that might have worked when someone first thought of putting it and when white papers were new. But, you know, how many of us are going to rush to a website to get 10 best practices? Listen to me. And, again, I'm using this, Jimmy, to, to teach about cognitive process. Uh, you, you, good web optimization is all about cognitive science and cognitive psychology. So, so, so listen for a second. The person who sees this sees 10 best practices. Now, the person who writes it, here's what they're thinking. Okay, let me think of something I can give them that will get them to the site. Once I get them to the site, I can give them, you know, something more to get them to complete the form. But I need to think of something that will really appeal to them, and I've got to stand out against all these competitors. So I'll offer 10 best practices, and, 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 and I'll push that they can become an expert fast. The person who reads this reads 10 best practices and how to avoid pitfalls. And the first thing I think is, yeah, right, 10 best practices. First of all, you know, everybody on the Internet is claiming to give away some kind of free piece of information, and it's typically worth about what they pay for it. It's not 10 best practices 
associated with some great name guru or expert, if you had a name that they all recognized and you said top ten, uh, you know, top ten uh, principles from so-and-so or, or, or interview with so-and-so or, 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 you know, and you could trade on celebrity name to increase the authority of what the ten best practices are, it might mean something. But it doesn't as it is now. It's a waste of digital ink. It doesn't appeal to the people that are coming here. You need to tap into what is on their mind. They did not come to the paid search engine looking for 10 best practices. They came to the paid search engine to solve a specific problem, and they have something in mind as to what can be the solution. And you either want to give them the solution they're expecting, or you have to educate them that there's a better kind of solution than the one they were expecting. You can't do the second in a paid search campaign ad. You have to do that in a much more elaborate marketing campaign. So the form of your solution has to be familiar, and it isn't in this ad. I, I, and I say this to Phyllis, who submitted this. Uh, I've got good news for you, Phyllis, because, uh, because I think Aaron or Jimmy can, can double the effectiveness of, of this ad, and, and, and that's because it's, it's a really bad ad. All right, so uh, by the way, the URL offers.software is terrible, too. Don't put offers in the URL. People don't, people don't want to click on an ad that says offers, particularly in the plural. They feel like they're going to a sales page. Thank you. And this, is, this is exactly what uh, – this is – Go ahead. When I talked earlier about, about how to use subdomains and how to use file folders, this is exactly what not to use. So don't add something like offers that adds anxiety to somebody. Um, what you, you know, if it's, a, if, it's a, um, if it's a free book, use the free book freebook.softwareag.com or, or what that actual, what the actual product that they're going to get as a download is. Don't use language that, that will add anxiety to, to users because what you're doing in there is not only are you using the, uh, the valuable real estate, the valuable screen real estate on, uh, on language that's not increasing your click-through rate, but you're, you're even decreasing your click-through rate because you're adding uh, language that's anxiety producing. Now, let me, let me talk real quickly about, I noticed this on the last three ads, and I, and I held off uh, until we got to this one. You had some, you had some underperforming keywords, uh, BPM vendor, BPM database, business uh, process solutions. When I look at those keywords, when I, when I ran into Google and I tried to run a search for those, what I found was that your ad was identical to the one we see here on the page, which means you're not using the keyword within your ad uh, to to uh, increase the the uh, the uh, the uh, I'm sorry the motivation from the person that is actually using the key the person that is actually searching for that search phrase to your ad copy and attracting them to to make that click. So. Aaron, I got, you're, you're 100% right. I just got to move this or we'll run out of time to go to move pages. Jim, Jimmy, I, I, need you, I need you to give me three minutes on this landing page or both of you guys really fast. I'm sorry, Aaron. Uh, I want to get more from you, but I'm going to a new kind of business so I can appeal to, the, to more parts of the audience. Is, is that all right? Sure. Okay. All right. Shoot, guys. On this page, so, real quick. What would you do to improve so, the, 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 the so landing the page? Landing. So in terms of the landing page, it's the same as the ad. There's there's some general information about, like, the value of what you're going to get, but it doesn't do a very good job of creating the problem and showing the solution in a very uh, convincing, uh, quantitative way. I'm looking – I'm just scanning the software. The, the free BPM Basics for Dummies, you can use that as a headline because it's a Basics for Dummies book. But besides that, how is this going to help me? It basically says 
Uh, you're going to get course concepts and practical ideas. Well, to do what? How is it, how is that going to benefit me or my company personally? Is it going to help me save 40% in overhead costs? So the primer for getting started with BPM. Well, you're going to get me started on BPM in less than seven days, or is it, you got to make it more specific and more. A customer has to identify with one or more of the problems and or solutions on the page, and it's not doing any of those. A step-by-step guide for implementing BPA, BPM successfully. I would rather say something like um, implement. You'll learn to implement BPM in 14 days or less. Something like that. Make it quantitative. Make it real. Make it. Per- Personally, make it personal and and relevant to their particular needs, and um, push the book better. Yeah. Right, Jimmy. I mean, if you read you read through three pages copy, and you're not really sure. Even when it says business process management basics for dummies, it's not italicized. You don't know it's a book, and the free BPM basics for dummies at the top doesn't tell me it's a book. Believe it or not, they still can't tell whether they're looking at software or a book. And when I read the four dummies language, and maybe this is just me, I don't instantly uh, associate it with the Four Dummies series, but when I see that cover, that bright yellow with the black yeah. and the, the Four Dummies and the crayon, uh, I I instantly recognize that, that book cover. So move it up in the in the offer copy so that there's that instant connection. They just click through thinking they're going to get a free book. Make the, Let them come to a page where they see the book and then drive them through. I I. I would. I'm sorry. Keep going, Aaron. Keep going. No, no, no. You're you're fine. <laughs> no, no. You you keep going, Trent. Just uh, keep going through with. Uh, keep driving them through. Uh, get your value proposition in front of them, and then start them in the process of getting their free book. Make everything about getting that free book. In fact, I I would have the graphic at the top, and I'd say get this book free now. Yep. And then underneath it, I'd explain how the book's going to help them a ton. I literally would. I'd have a piece, a smaller version of that graphic at the top, and it would say, get this book free now. They want it free. They want to get it. They want it now. You cover all your bases. And underneath that, you have a subheader that explains how it's going to help them. Let's move on. By the way, Phyllis, I loved your crack. You know, we've been criticizing this site, and, and I, I think I can say this. Phyllis sent me a note and said, uh, my boss created this one. <laughs> all right, so let's go on. I need to show you another page, and I want to get everyone's thoughts. So, I have uh, Media Bistro. Uh, everyone knows that's a very big site on the net. Top performing keyword is how to pitch. And we're going to go to the actual ad and the actual landing page. There's the ad. There's the key search term. And there's the landing page. I need my audience to help me. Tell me how to fix this page. We want it to perform better. What are we going to do? Someone says, uh, Layton says too much white space. Uh, Kathy says it's too busy. Uh, someone says the text size is too big. Someone says more organization on the page. The iPad is all over the place. Uh, no consistency. Uh, what's the offer? By the way, someone says, what is media maestro? Now, for those of you that are familiar, that might be a funny question, but for, obviously we've got marketers on the phone and they have no idea what it is, and uh, that's an interesting point. Uh, more testimonials, someone says. Another one, what is media maestro? Never heard of them, another one. I've never heard of it. Bigger text, uh, what is the benefit of joining, et cetera, et cetera. All right, guys, go for it. Well, the first thing that I, I want to point out is this was a search This was a, a, a search done for the key phrase, how to pitch. Um, and so it wasn't how to pitch ideas, how to pitch advertising, how to pitch uh, uh, magazines, <laughs> how, to pitch, how to pitch anything. Uh, and, and we look at all the competitive ads alongside it, these are just <laughs> ads that showed up for that search phrase. They're all about baseball. 
and I would uh, I would I would question if this is the best performing ad or the best performing keyword. And I, I, I'm not sure we want to look at the the, the worst performing ones. Um, but uh, you know, you need to do a better job of specifying what the users are looking for. If it's if people are looking for baseball, then use baseball as negative keywords. If people are looking for uh, baseball players or pitching tips or or uh, uh, videos or or uh, um, increased miles per hour, I'm just pulling off uh, key phrases that might have been in these other ads. Then I would I would certainly look at using a, a, a number of negative keywords to prevent this kind of situation from from happening. Maybe even changing the whole keyword phrase itself. Uh, when you're when you're speaking to somebody, uh, never send a, a blind uh, a query. Never send a blind uh, you know never send another blind pitch letter, which is the headline that's used on the landing page. I don't know immediately what that that means, and maybe somebody looking to uh, to do uh, to, for, for information on how to do an advertising pitch knows, but I don't immediately know what that, that means. So I will certainly test. Go ahead, Flint. I, I want to draw from what Aaron said, and, I, and I, for those of you that know how the three of us work, the main thing I'm trying to do is get to you on the line something transferable for all of you. And, and Aaron said something very important just now. He said never send uh, – he, he's starting to talk about how to make this ad make more sense. Remember, we talked about clarity trumps persuasion. Let me just tell you something that uh, you probably will never read anywhere else in optimization, but it's very important. The mind is moving in this sequence of thoughts at a very specific pace. And what happens when they come to an ad like this is the pace of thoughts is altered. It slows down. Sometimes it stops in pure what now? Where am I at? What is the question? You never want it to stop, but you also don't want it to slow down in this early stage of the pipeline. I need to see instantly what this is and instantly how it benefits me. And if I have to slow down to figure out blind query, are they talking about the minute I have that take place in my mind, you are mitigating, you're losing me. And even if you get me, you probably won't get the next person because uh, of the fact that you created a kind of internal friction in my thought process. So Aaron's point is vital, but for every one of you, look at your paper-click ad and ask yourself, is there anything about my ad or my headline that's actually slowing them down before they get to the landing page? And then in the landing page, we're going to slow them and drive them deep into the page. Here, it needs to be fast. They will evaluate your ad in less than three seconds. Now, speaking of slowing them down, you're using language like join today within your ad. And at this point, when somebody has seen your pay-per-click ad, they're not necessarily ready to make that uh, that decision yet. They're, you're asking them to join today before they've actually seen the offer, before they've actually seen the product, seen the benefits. So be very careful in using language uh, like a join today or a sign up today. Those are the kind of things that, that can, well, you, you might read through uh, the pay-per-click ad copy and skip those things, but those are the kind of things that can really dramatically hurt your click-through rate on a pay-per-click ad. Very good. It's, 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 it's asking for commitment too soon. Jimmy, go to the next page. Tell us what's wrong. Sure. So, once again, there's a disconnect with the headline. I don't know. I mean, never send another blind pitch letter. Unless I know what a pitch letter is, it's not going to make any sense to me. But in terms of trying to figure out, okay, if I'm going to, you know, there's, there's this product here. First of all, I don't know what the product is. I don't know it's going to, I don't know how it's going to help me. And it's not communicated really anywhere on this particular page. They start with an example that doesn't connect with the problem that I have or, or, or a value to the service or, 
uh, that really identifies with me, at least personally. And I don't like I, said, I don't know this particular product, but as I'm looking through the page, if you get down to the, the not convinced yet, those are most of your primary value proposition, at least from from what I can see on the page, are below the actual main call to action and this other content at the top of the page. So you'd absolutely want to you know redesign this page where you start with a good relevant headline, you lead with your intro bullets, and then you start your intro text, the conversation with someone, telling them that, that basically they can identify with the customer's uh, basically source of pain and that this joining their service is actually going to solve uh, those particular problems or are or, or going to be a personal benefit to them. So I just don't the, – the flow of the page is bad. It's, it's really wide. The, the headlines and subheads, they're all kind of even because you have a subheadline, join me to be sure event guard for instant access, and then it says become a member now. And so it's like they want you to join, but now you have to become a member and then you're going to get instant access, you know, what does it cost? I mean, I don't, there's so many questions that I have. It's just not clear. It needs to be very simple and clear so I can I can proceed naturally down the page from headline to intro bullets and intro text to maybe the examples and then the, and then the call to action uh, at the end of the page just so it, it flows in a logical format. And so you identify the problems, you provide the solution, and then you give them, you, you ask them to take an action. So, and absolutely test oh, – go ahead, Jimmy. No, you go for it. Absolutely test implementing an email capture to do basket recovery on that button. Uh, you know, collect that, that piece of personal information on this page so that if they abandon on the next step when they find out, oh, there's a, there's a cost involved or, oh, there's a commitment involved, so that you can recover to them and give them – reiterate those benefits of being a member. Uh, Greg, the person who submitted this page, if I were you on this page, I would. you've got to start a pro thought process on the page or you've got to continue on it. It begins with a conversation. You have no conversation. All we have is bullet points and phrases. Say to me, welcome to Mega Bistro. Uh, tell, me what you, tell me the problem that people have, how you solve that problem. Do it in a paragraph or two, and then use your bullet points. Pull everything into a vertical format and drive me in a rational process down towards a decision to make a tentative step, which is to get a click. If you have some thoughts on that, you send us a page. We might even look at it for you just to try and help you. But there is a, there's good news here. There's a lot of good news here. You can really improve the performance of this page. I'll guarantee if I studied your click tracks on these pages, people are coming here, and then they're clicking all around to figure out what they want. And most people who are subscribing right away already know what they're doing when they came. They came to subscribe because they learned about it some other way. All right. Thanks, Clint. Clint, yeah. uh, I have uh, one quick thought. Maybe. Uh, oh, sure, Bob. Go ahead. Um, I was just noticing on the, on the left side the uh, uh, ad copy and placement um, on the how to pitch. All the other um, ads there are related to baseball, and, and perhaps Craig's already doing that. But the negative keywords on baseball might uh, might reduce the number of uh, inadvertent clicks that are costing you money. So, Thank you, Bob. Uh, I mean, yes, Aaron is mentioning that, and you're absolutely right. Uh, you're absolutely right. Listen, I'm running out of time. Let me give you a couple of things. I have another page. We may do this in another. I want to get your feedback on this and if it's been helpful, but don't, don't tune away from me yet because I've got uh, two things. One, um, I, and this is not on our notes, but I want to do it, and this may surprise some of my guys on the phone call, but we do this, all of our research through our own laboratory with our own projects and through research partners. A lot of our partners are big groups, New York Times and groups like that, but I need some smaller groups to run some research projects with. I'm looking for smaller companies, five to hundred million, where, you're, where we're dealing directly with the uh, the owner, or the president, the key leader. Uh, that way, we can try some pretty remarkable new 
the experiment formulas that we've been working on with them, somebody who can see it and get it done on their end and be really good about implementing the test changes that we want to try. I need somebody relevant working in the field. I don't want to just do this in our test projects, but in actual working enterprises. So if that's if you're one of those people on this call, go to marketing experiments forward slash partners and and fill out that little form and get in touch with us and we'll see if if you possibly are are there's a there's a process, but if there's a chance you might be one of the groups we can work with. All that being said, I want to thank you for today. I'd like to get your impact. I hope this has been helpful. I'd like to get to more pages. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll talk about that last page that we couldn't review on the on our blog. That's the Marketing Experiments blog. And uh, we'll do another one of these very soon. In two weeks, we'll be back with more experiments and more data. And uh, we'll study your feedback from this experiment or from this briefing. And we hope that it's been helpful for you. And the probably the best thing you can do for us is, if, if you enjoyed this, is tell someone. Uh, I mean, that's we don't. Uh, we don't charge for these, but if you'll tell, I want to build a large community of people who are all working on the same problems together so we can all learn from each other. Thank you again, and we look forward to uh, talking with you again in about two weeks. Bye. Oh, somebody's asking the partner URL, marketing experiments forward slash partners, or go to the website. You can find it there. Thank you all.